Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And welcome aboard uh, to what is the one of the biggest outdoor weekends of the year, Thanksgiving weekend. We're right smack in the middle of it. All the major game seasons are open. Got plenty of fishing to talk about. Are you making it part of your holiday celebration? If you are, tell us about it. We welcome your Reports, your comments, your questions that uh, fill in with our staff of professionals. You can text it direct to the studio line at 504-260-1870. Please include your name, your location, and what you got going on this Saturday morning. Well, a lot of you have been asking, uh, Don, what's the status of the proposed pogey boat restrictions? Well, we hope to have uh, CCA Director David Cresson join us this morning to give an explanation of the status of those proposed new restrictions on the Menhaden industry in Louisiana waters. Also, we just ended one Alabama Big Buck photo contest. Uh, That was for tickets to the Iron Bowl. Well, that's over. But another phase of the contest is still underway, and I've got the details for that coming up. And if you are a Bayou Wild TV viewer, well, I hope you're enjoying this week's special Thanksgiving turkey feature. Starring my nephew, Drew, you might recall he's uh, co-hosted this radio program with me on a few occasions and uh, he's on the the show bagging his first ever wild turkey in honor of our thanksgiving and uh, by the way this morning we have a special announcement coming up about uh, some very very special upcoming bayou tv episodes we'll tell you about that and we'll also have the story of three men who give mississippi fishermen working in louisiana a bad name yes that would be our bad boys of the outdoors feature Also going to update the status on the red snapper, the speckled trout, and the flounder. And we'll answer this question for you. What is the Monday beaver moon? And what does it mean for you, the deer hunter? Well, I'll tell you what I think about it. And we'll also sadly say goodbye to a longtime marina operator who served and touched the lives of thousands of Louisiana saltwater anglers. Plus, we've got the Coastal Marine forecast coming up. We'll do that for you right now. Not too bad looking. East winds offshore, 10 to 15, 2 to 3 foot seas. If you want to 
get out and get some of those last-minute snapper that's still available. Uh, tomorrow, east winds 10 to 15, 2 to 4 feet, a little more bumpier out there. And on the interior lakes and bays this morning, an east wind 5 to 10. I'm looking at 15 down along the coast, though, and uh, probably 13 on Lake Pontchartrain. But some of the other areas are only registering single digits on the wind speeds. Tomorrow, interior lakes and bays east and northeast, 10 knots with a light chop. Mississippi River sitting at 2.7. And you got a great tide range, 1.6 foot of tidal movement. So stage is set. If you haven't done it yet, get out there and get you some fish. Of course, uh, I know they got a lot of ball games going on. A lot of you may want to wait and maybe make a little bit of an afternoon trip. Uh, one tip I want to uh, tell you about. Uh, you know, during this time of the year when you've got these temperatures in the the lows are in the high 40s to the 50s, uh, a lot of people think, oh, that's not so cold. Well, when you're out on the water in the wind in the dampness and you're in a running boat, remember the 20-degree rule is what I call it. Whatever the forecast is, knock 20 degrees off of it for the way you dress because if it's going to be 49 when you get on open water, running in a boat with the wind and the high humidity, it's going to feel more like 29. So dress appropriately. You won't be sorry you did. All right, coming back right after this quick timeout, we're going to head down to Shell Beach. Robbie Campo is back from a Kentucky deer hunt. We'll get the fishing info and also find out a little bit about how he did on his deer trip. Back with that right after this pause on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, first stop on the outdoor bus is Shell Beach. Uh, we talked to Robbie Campo, fresh back from a Kentucky deer trip. And, uh, Robbie, I think we need to start off by talking about you guys have some special hours down there today, and you might want to explain what that's all about. 
Well, Don, um, my Uncle Ken uh, passed away on last Tuesday morning about 8 o'clock. Um, so today is his services, uh, having his services at uh, at St. Bernard, um, at St. Bernard Funeral Home uh, on Virtue Street here next to Nunez College. Um, he'll be laid out from 9 to 1, and then uh, they'll have a mass after. So we're... We're, our hours today, uh, you know, we open up at 5 a.m. and we're going to be open till 8 o'clock, so we could we could go all go attend uh, my uncle's services. So, um, you know, uh, my uncle Ken was a a major part of why this place is the legacy that it that it has, and you know, he was a great uncle to us, and he's going to be he's going to be greatly missed. Yeah, he will. Uh, big, big Kenny, as they called him, and Little Kenny, his son, who was actually bigger than Big Kenny. But that's another story yeah, for another absolutely. day. Uh, he touched the lives of a lot of people, just like you do, Robbie. He served thousands and thousands of people, launching their boats, selling them bait, helping them find fish, and uh, he certainly will be missed. Absolutely. There's no question about it. You know, uh, he, you know, um, I mean, you know, just like my grandfather, my great grandfather did. I mean, he, you know, he filled those shoes, uh, you know, and you know, he, he it's just, um, you know, his heart gave out, uh, Don. He just couldn't go anymore, and you know, it's unfortunately we're all gonna take that take that same trip one of these days, and you know, I just, I just thought that you know he would be around for, you know, you, you Uncle Ken, you know, you just didn't think he would pass but i mean it, it happens and so that's one of the things that we have to do today and we're going to go over there we're going to spend some time with our family and and uh we'll be reopened tomorrow morning at the same you know our, our normal hours and you know be back on track because um, he wouldn't want us to you know miss anything but um he said if anybody wanted to attend the services wear your favorite fishing shirt don't come in a suit he didn't want he doesn't want anybody uh um, you know, dressing up, uh, just, you know, whatever, whatever your favorite fishing shirt was, put it on. And he said, come over there and pay your respects. And that's, that's, that's all he, that's what he wanted. He don't want, he didn't want everybody dressing up. And, you know, I said, well, heck yeah. I mean, that's, I, I guess that's the way to do it. You know? So he, you know, very casual. He's going to be laid out in his, in his, in his denim shirt that he wore here all the time. So, uh, you know, I, I mean, just, you know, he just Uncle Ken. That's the way he wanted it, and that's the way it's going to be. So we, you know, just go along with that. <clears throat> well, you know, that was the same way it was for your grandpa, his dad, Blackie, and, uh, you know, people wore fishing, and he was buried in a fishing outfit, and it's very appropriate. Absolutely. Well, Robbie, yeah. you're back from uh, Kentucky. Uh, how was the Kentucky deer trip while you were gone? Well, you know, Don, uh the first two days, it was cold and deer were moving. Um, uh, and, after, and, you know, I was up there 13 days. I hunted really hard. Um, I seen a lot of young bucks. But I tell you, Don, uh, you know, the deer movement for, for big bucks was really slow. Um, we didn't see, we did, you know, there was only two bucks taken on this property that I hunt on up there. I've been there 13 years. Um, it, it, it was in the 70s. Uh, you know, it was in the 40s in the morning, and it would warm up to the 60s and 70s during the day. Deer movement was really slow. Um, and I tell you, I, I saw a lot of young bucks, but I did not see 
the one that I wanted. I passed on a really, really nice eight point on opening morning. Um, my wall space is limited and I'm getting a little <laughs> bit more juicier as I get older. So I didn't, uh, I didn't bag the big one this time, but there's all, I'm going back up in December and hopefully, you know, if, if it happens, it happens. If it don't, well, then it just don't, you know, but, uh, but uh, it was good to get away and, you know, and, um, get away from this for a little bit and, you know, just, uh, stretch out and relax and, and, you know, uh, spend some time amongst nature and just see what it, see what it has to offer for a while. And now I'm back at it. So, uh, until, until December and I'm going to go back up in December and give it another shot and we'll see if it, if we get one then, if not, well, then it's always next year. Well, I know a big part of it for you is just to get away, get into the solitude and uh, take a break and kind of reset, you know, absolutely. push your reset. Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, thing. yeah. You got you to gotta hit the reset button every once in a while. Yes, but indeed. I tell you, Don, uh, forest fishing goes, you know, last week we had some, you know, not so good days down here. Uh, this, you know, yesterday yesterday was a really good day. They caught a bunch of fishing on the eastern shoreline of Lake Bourne. Um, my, my brother Eric did very well yesterday over there. Uh, a lot of people did good um, over on the eastern shoreline of Lake Bourne yesterday up in the Schmister Go here. They did really good over in the back of Hopedale. Um, there's, like the, I would say any one of your fall fishing spots that you could think of right now, and if you're not fishing it, you, you know, you got to just be crazy not to be going because it's that's how, that's how good the fishing is. And I'll tell you, Don, the fish were really nice yesterday. The fish were like 14 or 18 inches, 20 inches. So it was really nice fish that were caught yesterday, um, you know, with the exception of some throwbacks. And, you know, everybody's going uh, through 12 and 12 and a half and 12 or three quarters back. Oh, but, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, that, look, you, you know, it is what it is. Regulations have changed. Um, they've changed for a reason. So, um you know, we, we, something that we all got to live with now, um, and not everybody agrees with it. <clears throat> I certainly don't. I think it should have been 15 and 12 inches would have been sufficient. Um, but hey, look, it, 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 science is science. Science is what it is, and we've got to go with that. So um, I'm not mad at it. We just, I, you know, I don't have to like it, but we're just just not mad at it. But uh, yep. that's the way it is. And look, uh, if you go on fishing today. I would say, you know, the wind's going to be blowing today. Actually, it's about 11 11 knots right here at the buoy. It's out the north-northeast. So I think Lake Bourne over on that eastern shoreline is going to kind of be out a little bit. You're going to probably have to get up in that interior marsh, um, uh, you know, through the back of Sioux, uh, up on St. Malo by Mussolini, um, you know, up through Magnolia. The water's up okay. you know, so I think that Stump Lagoon area is going to be on fire this morning. Um, coming on down, hook the left at the bridge. We're going to be here till 8 o'clock. If you get here after 8 o'clock, the ramps will still be open. We have a drop box. You could use the, you know, you could use the drop box and and uh, and use the parking lot and use the ramp. So, and again, we'll be here tomorrow morning for our duck hunters. <clears throat> um, we do. We are seeing some birds shot, uh, Don. Not as many as I would like to be seeing killed, but I, I think that's due to it's you know I, we just haven't had any weather yet. Uh, you know we haven't had that front to, to bring these ducks down here. Um, we don't have a whole lot of grass for ducks to eat, 
But mm-hmm. uh, I, I think with the river being as low as it is and, you know, and coming from where I just came from up in, the, uh, up in Kentucky and up through the Midwest and the guys that I spoke with up there, you know, uh, they, they're not seeing many birds up there either. I think these ducks are going to come south. They just need some weather to, uh, to, to push them and get them down here. Um, but, you know, if you if you fishing, I mean, if you're duck hunting up in that Biloxi Marsh, you're going to have to do some real good scouting, to, you know, to get on a few birds over there. But I think with the next big front that comes, we're going to see some birds down here. All right. Sounds good, Robbie. And uh, on behalf of all the fishermen out there, thanks to your family for uh, taking the time and the pains to be open on a day when you all really have a lot of other things going on. So thanks again. We always well, appreciate, appreciate it. that, Don. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, again, so, uh, you know, like I said, tomorrow is be back to our normal hours, and um, and he wouldn't, want us to, he wouldn't want us to miss anything. So, uh, like I said, you're coming down, look to the left at the bridge, and come on and see us. We're here. All right. Sounds good, Robbie. Thanks again. We'll see you next right, week, buddy. buddy. Take care. All right, Don. Bye-bye. All right, Robbie Campo, part of that uh, tradition, historic Campo family that operates Campos Marine in Shell Beach. Been down there for over 100 years. All right, we come back after this. Uh, Jeff Brule's got a fishing report for you, and he's got some uh, makeup work from his last homework assignment we gave him. He wants to get that A-plus that uh, one of our listeners knocked down to an A-minus. We'll tell you all about it next on The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Our Bass and Freshwater Report with Jeff Brule. His reports are brought to you by Pure Fishing in Berkeley, makers of that new Driftwalker saltwater Topwater bait, it's an ideal bait when you get those slick, calm days and you need a finesse approach. The Drift Walker has a subtle action that triggers even the wariest of fish. It's got one of those long, walking, side-to-side stride that maximizes that important time spent in the strike zone without having to move it forward. Perfect bait for shy fish that won't commit. Available in 10 popular colors. Check it out. The new Berkeley Drift Walker. Topwater bait for saltwater fishermen. Jeff joins us now. And, Jeff, let's start way down river. Venice Point, Lahash. Low river still persistent. I think it's around two. It's below three this weekend. Tell us what's going on down there freshwater-wise. Yeah, just stick close to the river. That's kind of the report I've been getting. Any place that has any kind of flow from the river, it seems like the freshwater is important to the fish down there for the bass fishermen. You know, if you get into some areas, some of these bayous that are 
kind of inundated with salt water. Uh, you're just not going to find any bass. There'll be some other fish there, but it won't be bass. Uh, but flipping the cane is still the best tactics. And again, look for those uh, places close to the river where you got some bayous and some canes coming out. And it can be way down river, and it can be you know up around Point Lahash, any of that area. Um, hopefully, I'm gonna have a trip down to Delacroix next week and check that area for bass. It was pretty decent in the spring, but I just had hadn't been back over there to check them again. So I'm just wondering to see if the saltwaters kill some of the grass up in the Delacroix area and if they've moved or close to the Oak River. So I just gotta go find some and get a report for y'all next time. Yeah, I had gotten uh, some good reports from Delacroix a few weeks back. Uh, East Pearl River, we had a lot of rain up north of Louisiana, up around Jackson and Mississippi, and it's brought it up a little bit. How's that going to affect the fishing there? Well, hopefully it's going to improve. The water's been so clear over there that it just makes it makes it tough. Uh, I did make a trip before the rain, and the water was still clear. But just a little beetle spin produced panfish and small bass just about everywhere on the east. I think you could just go down the bank throwing that beetle spin and catch the 100 bass, but they all that 6 to 10 inches long. They're not very big. Fun to catch, but, you know, just not any size to them. But it bodes well for the future. But I did catch a white trout almost in Buck Bayou. In bend below Buck Bayou, I caught, saw birds and fished and caught a white trout. And then um, just after that, uh, stopped and hit birds all up and down the middle and uh, East Pearl. And there's some a few trout underneath them, but we found a lot of bull reds up under the, under the fish in the pearl. So the salt water's coming up in there, but I'm hoping this rain will kind of push it back out and the bass fishing will get back to normal. But across the North Shore, the bass fish reports are pretty good, and even on Chifuncta and some of those areas, just a lot of small fish uh, just keep keep sticking and moving, and you can find some decent fish on, like, dirt baits and spinner baits. Got it. Jeff, a few weeks back, I gave you an assignment. You know, a lot of people know how to catch brim during the spring when they're spawning. It's easy. So you did a great job for us on giving some tactics on fishing for fall and winter brim. I gave you an A-plus, but one of our tougher grading listeners uh, knocked it down to an A-minus because you failed to give any colors. So you're here to redeem yourself. Uh, Tell us about the colors you should use when you're fishing with those little beetle spins for the brim. Yeah, the first color I could recommend is uh, when the catapa worms are on the trees in the summertime and they fall in the water, they they got a color that's called catapa. And uh, it's a green and black striped tail, uh, and it's great for that situation. It seems like it targets the color of the worm and everything that works good. And if I'm fishing for goggle eye on the pearl, <clears throat> anything with orange in it, they got some crawfish colors and stuff like that. Now, in general, if the water's clear, white or yellow is a good color. And then if it's muddy water, I go to a black or a black and chartreuse or kind of combination of those colors. And then finally, the the blade, if it's clear water, uh, silver blades. And when there's bait fish thick, like on the pearl, you could just see minnows coming out of these drains and they're just silver everywhere. And that seems to be the, the key to that. But then if it's a little muddier, I go with this. Uh, Stained muddy water, I go with the basic gold blade. And that, that's kind of just a basic guideline, you know. Hopefully, I get a little bit extra credit on my test there and <laughs> make that A plus. We'll see what that listener had to say. I think you did an excellent job, and uh, I'll give you the plus on it. Thanks for the report, as always, Jeff. Have a great time fishing out there. I hope your Thanksgiving went well, and uh, we'll catch up with you next time. All right, thanks, Don. 
All right, there he goes, Jeff Brule, our, fa- our freshwater and bass fishing field reporter. Up next, your text messages, 504-260-1870, and the Alabama Big Buck Photo Challenge still continues. I've got details coming up next right after this pause where you're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, for all of those of you who like to hunt big bucks in Alabama and have done it successfully and you've taken a picture, I'll tell you about a couple of contests going on. There was a chance to win two Iron Bowl tickets. Boy, wouldn't that be nice? Plus a hunting prize package. That ended on the 20th. But there's still a chance to win two Auburn versus Alabama basketball tickets and one of those hunting prize packs. That will go on through January 16th. So you simply upload your photo of you and your harvested buck from this season or season pass, and you might just be selected to attend the Alabama-Auburn basketball game. And to do that, go to Outdoor Alabama Big Buck Challenge. Just simply put that in, and it'll come up there, and all the details will be there. Good luck to you. Show them your best big buck. All right, right after this quick 10-second pause, I'm going to be back to get to some of your text messages coming in real time to the studio at 504-260-1870. There next, right after we let our local stations identify themselves along the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, checking on our text message board, uh, one of our regulars, the Backstrap Stacker. Yeah, headed to do a little doe patrol up in Clark County today. Deer were moving good midday with the full moon. Y'all have a good one. Roll Tide is what he says. All right, hope you connect with one of those does and get you some venison there. Captain Rossell, he says, even a little rain and a chill has not stopped the fish from biting. Happy Thanksgiving to all. Let's go fishing. Uh, He's down there at Cajun Fishing Adventures, down there with Captain Ryan Lambert, who we'll hear from a little bit later on. Uh, here's one said, I, I wish I was on the lake fishing, but instead I'm at the shop turning wrenches. Guess it's a good thing with all that big bright moon all night. One more week, and we get to eat fresh flounder. That's from the worm. Uh, also says, go Tigers. Got a roll tide and the go Tigers. Yeah, we can tell who the fans are on this show. All right, well, anyway, he's right. Uh, the flounder closure will reopen on December the 1st. That is next Friday, you'll be able to keep them. You've been able to catch them, but keeping them is a different story, as uh, you will hear in our Bad Boys of the Outdoors feature a little bit later on. All right, no hunting today for the wingbone. He is in Wilmer, Alabama, and he's uh, finishing up two more of those uh, wingbone turkey calls he makes, which are really pieces of art. Can't tell you enough about those those turkey calls. All right, and then we have uh, Butch checking in from Wyklosky Bridge, offering his condolences to Robbie and the Campo family. If you haven't heard the mention of uh, the loss of uh, Kenny, Big Kenny, they call him. Kenny Campo operated the marina for many, many years down there at Campo's Marina. Uh, Gave people fishing reports. Uh, He was on TV regular with Frank Davis, and we also had him on TV, and heck of a guy. All right, we have uh, Roland Cortez, a duck and goose hunting guide. He's checking in from the Dave's Bayou crew up in Arkansas. They're still doing good, he says. And we have Patty from Senla. That's P-A-D-D-Y. Rooster, Mason, Phil, and him are checking in. We haven't been killing limits, but we're averaging eight every day, so it's enough to make us go. Yeah, it would be. Uh, and then uh, he says, oh, and Possum is chasing big bucks in Fayette. She passed on a couple of small eights. Uh, well, what you looking for there, Possum? All right, we have uh, this one says, hope you and your family, everybody who's listening, had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Taking a ride to Grand Isle this morning. Any word on the fishing down there? 
on the sides of the road. That's going to be coming up in just a couple of minutes, so stay with us. And here's one from uh, our critic. Jeff is now back at the head of the class. What a guy. <laughs> Thanks for all y'all do. And we got the Big Easy taking a break from fishing. He's hunting in the Abita Hunting Club. Go get him, Big Easy. All right, we come back after this. You got it, a Grand Isle Fishing Report with Captain Daryl Carpenter. And you're hearing it right here on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And let's check in with Captain Daryl Carpenter. Daryl, first thing they want to know is uh, how about some roadside fishing down there? We're getting into that time of the year where you can just kind of pull off the road on Highway 1 and fish those ditches and canals on the side and uh, catch yourself a few nice fish. Any of that going on? Yeah. Oh, Don, plenty of it's going on. It's been going on for, well, since the cold front started coming through a few weeks ago. Um, don't have, don't really have any up-to-date reports on it. Uh, there, I mean, it's it's time of the year. It's going to happen. It's just whether or not it has really started in earnest yet. But, you know, I mean, we haven't paid a whole lot of attention to it simply because the fishing's been so good in the boat. Uh, any any day that we get, you know, where we've got a little bit of wind that's coming down, it just has amazed me under these drought conditions. And Lord, I'm I'm too old to even trying to think back to the '80s. But in in these drought conditions that we have, the water is cleaning up so well after these blows that we're getting. That I mean, the fish has just been outstanding. I mean, uh, big trout. You know, uh, last time I fished, uh, I mean, it was a uh, you know, under the new regulations, and we're going to have some adjustments to do because an hour and 10 minutes into the trip, I was limited out and only had one throwback all day long. Um, you know, so, I mean, there's plenty of fish scattered everywhere. Uh, we've we've still got fish hanging out on Grand Isle itself. You don't have to go far. Uh, beautifully clean water 12 hours after a cold front, you know, after the wind stopped blowing from a cold front. So we're being able to use all of our summer baits. There's still plenty of shrimp around, so the fish are chasing shrimp, any of your shrimp-like baits. And it's not just around Grand Isle. I've talked to uh, I've talked to several folks that on those windier days ventured up into the marsh, and there's plenty of trout ganged up on the oyster reefs up in the marsh. I, I just think, you know, we had an early spring this year, and we were talking about how everything was running early, the fish were here early. We've had the right conditions shape up to where we're having a late summer. I mean, we're having a uh, – it's going to go late into the into the fall, I believe, unless we get – now, each one of these cold fronts is driving the water level a little bit lower, a little bit lower. So, till we get that really cold, low, dirty water moving in, uh, I think we're going to – we're going to stay on some trout, some really good trout for, for weeks to come. And um, the only change, really, that's come from the last two weeks has been this past week I've started to notice the signs that the sheephead are ganging up. And instead of one here, one there, you're catching them consistently, one behind the other. I was fishing next to a young man on the boat. Uh, he had to be every bit of 12, 13 years old. And he was fishing live shrimp. I was fishing plastic, and I was just listening to that child giggle his behind off with uh, <laughs> with sheephead after sheephead coming over the side of the boat. You and I have had some good times going out and catching sheephead. Uh, it, it is a lot of fun, and you really got a nice piece of flesh there if you know how to clean them and cook them. Uh, tell people how to locate. Uh, where, where would you concentrate to find the sheephead, and how do you rig up for them? Well, if you're going to target them for starters, let's just let's just say that if you're going to target them, go ahead and sacrifice a couple of boxes of jig heads. Uh, 
you know, whatever whatever weight jig head you want, depending on the wind and the current conditions, whether it be quarter ounce, three eighths ounce, whatever. But crimp the barb. You know, I, I used to get the old H and H long shank jig heads. They've got a smaller gap in the, in the hook, so it's easier for the fish to swallow, for that little sheephead mouth to swallow. But we crimp the barb on the hook, and the reason for that is number one, the sheephead is gonna he's gonna eat it. He's not a very particular fish. Uh, he's gonna eat the he's gonna eat the shrimp. He's gonna eat the bait. You don't have a barb on the hook, so it's easier to get out. They're not gonna swallow the lead portion of the jig head. Because once they swallow it, you might as well just cut the line and get it off. But what we would do is when we would catch them, we would grab the pliers. We we would use the pliers to grab the lead head of the, of the jig head and just jerk. Being there's no barb on it, the hook's going to come out. It's probably going to straighten the jig head. You get a dozen or so fish before your hook finally breaks. And, uh, you know, just fresh fresh market shrimp. Uh, you don't want something that was frozen year before last that, that can't stay on the hook. Because they're they're going to be nibblers, but uh, yeah, uh, any kind of structure this time of the year, I would I would kind of start concentrating around rocks, uh, any type of platform that's got piers in the water, uh, oyster reef. If it's if it's a good fresh oyster reef that's been worked where you've got exposed oysters, any of that, they're starting to gang up on it now. And cleaning them, Daryl. A lot of people say I'd rather wrestle a bear than clean a bunch of sheephead. They're so tough. They really aren't. Tell them how you do it. Yeah, with the arthritis setting in, I'm, I'm starting to look at those bears too. But uh, <laughs> but no, what 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 we you know a lot of people a lot of people have gone to those real heavy sawzalls to mm-hmm. to clean them, which is one option. And if you if you're going to use the sawzall, you can start at the tail and just work toward the head. Just start feeling at the tail and work to the head. But I clean them with a regular electric knife, and all I do is um, you know I find me an entry point, whether it be the groove. On, near the dorsal fin, or or make me a groove, you know, in behind the gills. But you'll you'll see a definite lateral line on a sheephead, and just below that lateral line is where the is where the rib cage starts. And those are some of the toughest rib bones you would ever ever fool with. So we just stay away from them totally. Every now and then, until you get the hang of it, every now and then you might waste a little bit of meat. You might miss it a little bit. But I just basically fillet it off just, you know, as if you were skinning a deer, so to speak. Try to stay away from the bones and, uh, you know, just just start up at the gills, trace out the rib cage, then boom, fillet it off the tail. Uh, In fact, Don, for Christmas, I made a bunch of uh, fish dip, and uh, it was a a combination of redfish and sheephead. They work really good for that smoked fish dip because the meat kind of hangs together a little bit. Yeah, they're an excellent uh, fish to fight and also to, uh, to to cook. And the only thing is you just need to stay away from them rib bones because they will ruin a good knife. Daryl, I uh, got you on my website, DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com. They can go to RealScreamers.com. That's like the fishing reel. Give them that telephone number if they're interested in booking a trip with you. That's correct, Don. Or they could just call 225-937-6288. And uh, like I said, I see at least a few more weeks of this unless unless we get a major front comes through that gets it good and muddy, you know. Yep. Sounds good, Daryl. We appreciate your report. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend, and uh, we'll catch up with you next time. Thank you, Don. You have a good day. All right. There he goes, Captain Daryl Carpenter. All right. Stick around. We're going to talk a little bit about the pogey boat, also known as the Menhaden industry, coming up next on The Outdoors with Don Dubuque. 
Radio Network. Well, following a number of uh, very devastating incidents on the water, in the Gulf waters that took place over the last 12 months, a lot of you have been asking uh, where do we stand on the modification of restrictions and rules for the Menhaden fishery industry. And joining us to talk about its status right now is David Cresson, the executive director of Louisiana Chapter of the Coastal Conservation Association. Good morning, David. Hope your Thanksgiving was nice. Sure was, Don. It's good to be with you. I hope uh, same to you. It was, mine was very good. David, um, you know, one thing I've learned in 34 years of radio, if nothing else, that you constantly get new audience joining in every week, and it's not always the same people. So you cannot assume that everyone knows exactly what you're talking about. So I think in our discussion we probably need to introduce uh, briefly what the Menhaden industry is and the problems. And I see it as a, a, a three-headed problem where we've got, wasteful going on bycatch and coastal erosion exacerbation so if you would explain how the industry works and what those problems are sure thank you well we've got the the largest fishery in louisiana one of the largest fisheries in the entire united states happens right here off of louisiana's coast the entire gulf harvest of menhaden uh, we call them pogies here in Louisiana, uh, is taken from, you know, a small sliver of water off of Louisiana shorelines. About a billion pounds of this very important forage fish is taken by two companies, uh, Daybrook Fisheries, which is a South African-owned company, and, uh, and Omega Protein, which is a Canadian-owned company, take about a billion pounds of menhaden and tens of millions of pounds of bycatch, things like redfish and speckled trout and shrimp and, and croakers and plenty of other stuff that they, that they kill in a, in a wasteful way while they're, while they're trying to catch their menhaden. They do it with large ships. They use giant nets uh, right in our shallow waters. Many of, our, many of your listeners have seen these big blue boats uh, right up against our shorelines, very shallow, using their big boats and their big and their big nets. Uh, we we have been in discussions with this industry now for a couple of years. We've tried legislation to bring some reasonable res, uh, regulation to this industry. We're the only state in the Gulf that allows them to fish right up on our shorelines, like we do here in Louisiana. Uh, and as you mentioned. In 2023 alone, there have been 18 separate incidents where they have torn nets, spilled fish, uh, had to release fish unexpectedly, uh, and and wasted millions and millions of these really important menhaden fish and untold amounts of bycatch that they've just absolutely wasted in, in doing so. Uh, there have been violations of the very the very few regulations that we do have. They violated those rules. Uh, gosh, there there's recent reports of, of killing dolphins and uh, you know uh, harassing very endangered turtles and all sorts of problems with this industry. And uh, again, nobody's trying to stop them from from what they're doing. They do provide an important service. Uh, the the Menhaden itself provides. A lot of animal feed and fish uh, fish feed for for fish farms, uh, and they produce they provide some jobs here in Louisiana, of course. And so, all we've ever really asked is some reasonable regulation for this enormous industry. In October, our our Wildlife and Fisheries Commission, uh, in a very very uh, 
uh, important and we believe appropriate move, uh, voted to enact a one-mile buffer zone off of Louisiana shorelines where this activity was was off limits. It's a, a buffer very similar to what Alabama and Mississippi have. Florida doesn't allow it at all, and Texas has a very, very restrictive catch limit. And so the one-mile buffer was approved in October by the commission in a close vote. Uh, but right now we are in a public comment period uh, that will last for another six weeks or so. And during that public comment period, we need listeners to reach out and express their support for this notice of intent, this one-mile buffer. Uh, send in an email, if you would, to comments at wlf.la.gov, uh, comments at wlf.la.gov, telling them that you very much support this one-mile buffer for this uh, enormous industry who clearly does damage to our coast and to our, to our fisheries. We need this one-mile buffer to stay in place. David, uh, we just have about a minute or so to go, so what I'd like to do is carry you over through our top-of-the-hour break. When we come back, uh, one of the things we have not talked about is the exasperation, exacerbation, that is, of our coastal erosion problem that is caused by these boats. I've actually got it documented on video. We were out fishing along the coast, and we actually witnessed one of the boats in violation of our current regulations just a couple mm-hmm. hundred yards offshore in very shallow water, churning up and eating up some of the, the very silt that was deposited there in a restoration project. And also I want you to talk about, the, in addition to the buffer zone, the reporting aspect that they would be required to do. So we'll be back yes. to do that right after the top of the hour break. We're talking with David Cresson, Director of Louisiana Coastal Conservation Association, and you're listening to it on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. 